Welcome to Ag PhD Radio. I'm Brian Hefty, live in the Morton studio. Today on the show, we're going to be talking a little about precision agriculture. If you've got any questions for us about that or anything that's going on in your farm, you can certainly give us a call here, 844-44-AG-PHD. That's 844-442-4743. You can also send us an email, radio at agphd.com, or find us on Twitter, agphdmedia, or Brian Hefty. So my brother Darren's out doing a little traveling today out in the Pacific Northwest, uh, just out there meeting with some farmers and doing a few meetings and stuff like that. But uh, so so I'm in the studio by myself today. So keep me company. Call in. Um, but anyway, we will be talking about precision ag throughout the show today. Just a couple of quick things I, I would say as we get started here. Every year we'll do, I don't know, a couple of shows just talking about what's new and different on your farm and what would you want to cut? If there was anything you said, okay, I want to make some cuts, what would it be? And I found it interesting, probably the last five years when we've been doing that, almost every farmer we talk to says, well, the one thing I don't want to cut is my technology. The new technology that we have, or just the technology we have as farmers today, is amazing. I just, I will occasionally get frustrated with whatever's going on in the farm and like, well, why can't we have this improvement or why can't this be better? And and sometimes it does come back to technology. And then I just stop and think for a minute. And it's like, my dad would have loved to have all this stuff. And especially my grandpa, he was pretty forward thinking. Um, it'd be my mom's dad who farmed the ground that we now farm. And I mean, he was big on conservation and, you know, trying to build up the land and do all these good things and stuff. Well, almost everything he was trying to do then, it's so easy for us today because of this great technology. I mean, everything from we just flat out have better planters. We can be more precise with tillage. We don't have to do tillage if we don't want to because we have amazing herbicides today. And I come back to the planter. If we we can move residue and we can place seed better, I mean, we don't have to have the massive tillage that he used to. Also, they used to have to do tillage just to control diseases and insects. Well, today we have incredible insecticides, great biotech traits even to help with insects. And then when you go to the disease side of things, there's just so much breeding work that's been done. We've got a lot of there's a lot of good tolerance. I'm not going to necessarily say resistance, but a lot of good tolerance to many of the diseases. Plus, we have great fungicides, starting with the seed treatment, going all the way through with the foliar products. So it's really just amazing what we are able to do now on the farm. And I think about even this last year. If it would have been even 30 years ago, with as dry of weather as we had and all the problems that we had, I mean, we would have had half the crop we did this year. We had a, I, I mean, what I, it was right at an average crop on our farm. But with the conditions we had and the drought, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have had near average. So anyway, it's just, it's a lot of fun being able to farm today compared to the past. And one of the things, I'll just throw this out there to start the show. Sometimes for us as farmers and just in our society in general, we expect a lot of things. We demand a lot of things. Our hopes are really ridiculously in some cases high. And it's good to put it in perspective a little bit. So like for Darren and me, we've traveled around the world 
especially to a lot of third world countries. And when you see people doing things the way they were done here in the United States or in Canada a hundred years ago, or even 50 years ago, you go, oh my goodness, I'm so thankful to be able to farm where I do. So the next time you get super frustrated with whatever's going on in the farm, just take a deep breath, be happy that we have the technology that we do, and some of that does absolutely come back to this whole precision ag conversation. I, I, I just know, like, just thinking about GPS and auto steer and some of the things we were first getting into, I don't remember, 15, 20 years ago, and even now where that's come today, it's fantastic. So anyway, we're going to talk about precision ag throughout the show, but right now, let's get to the Ag PhD mailbag. It's the mailbag! All right, first question comes from Rick. He says, hey guys, I'm a big fan and I hope this doesn't offend you. Are you sponsored by Bear? Just saw a video they produced called Mama Has a Mustache to pro- promote a drug for male feminization. I think you're both family men and I hope, Christian, what are your thoughts? Um, well, Rick, I don't really uh, have a lot of thoughts on that. I'm going to stay away from some of these uh, political topics. But if you, I'll tell you what, if you've got a question about agriculture, we're more than happy to answer that. Uh, so, yeah, some of the things that these companies do, remember when we have companies like Bayer, and if you look at a lot of the ag chemical companies from the past, if you go back in history over the last 50 years, many have been pharmaceutical companies. They've been companies that are involved in a lot of other things besides just this ag realm that we know and that we talk about here every day on the show. All right, next one comes from Pete. He's from South Dakota. He says, I am interested in your winter soils clinic and seminar. Is there overlap in these two events? If I register for the three-day seminar with Neil Kinsey, is there a need or value to also register for the soils clinic, the Ag PhD soils clinic that's coming up in so that the Soils Clinic is a two-day event in January. The Neil Kinsey thing is at the end of February. So the Ag PhD Soils Clinic is free. Neil's does have a charge to it, but it's pretty minimal considering you get seven meals out of a three-day event and some of the best training you'll ever get. Um, uh, honestly, Pete, I would say you're going to want to go to both. What Darren and I will talk about in the two-day soils clinic is really how to read a soil test and how to take the data that's uh, that you're getting off your farm and turn that into higher yields and profits. With Neil Kinsey, he's going to basically go through element by element and talk about what it does, the importance, and, and it's basically, I'm not necessarily going to say a higher level than what we're talking about, uh, but it's maybe more in-depth on certain nutrients. And then the other thing with Neil's seminar is he's going to have a number of his consultants that are going to be there and and others. So it, it's uh, we're going to have panels. It's going to be kind of interactive. So they're, they're two very different events. We'd really encourage you to go to both, especially when you see the price of fertilizer today. It's important to know all you can about soil fertility. Well, stay tuned. We'll be right back talking Precision Ag. Are you combining around weed patches, waiting for weeds to dry down, or tired of spring burndown failures? Save time, nutrients, and moisture by including a Valor herbicide brand in your fall burndown program. Valor provides excellent residual control of tough weeds, including kochia, mare's tail, prickly lettuce, dandelion, plus suppression of bromes. Proactive, effective weed resistance management starts in the fall. Get a clean start for your next season with Valor Herbicide Brands. Always read and follow label directions. It changes everything. 
So says Indiana corn grower Nathan Davis about innovative Zyway LFR fungicide from FMC. Zyway brand fungicides are the first and only at-plant corn fungicides to provide unprecedented, season-long, inside-out foliar disease protection. Discover more grower and retailer success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. Get the most out of every acre of your farm by attending Ag PhD's workshops and clinics this winter. I'm Darren Hefty. My brother Brian and I are hosting several free workshops throughout January and February with seven full days of events on the docket, including agronomy workshops in corn, soybeans, and wheat, a tiling clinic, two days dedicated to soils, plus a whole day devoted to natural and biological products. We have a lot of great information that we can't wait to share. And best of all, these events are free. Register today at agphd.com. If you've ever wondered how the Farmall got its name, here's an abbreviated list of the jobs the Case IH Farmall can do. Baling, cutting hay, feeding, hauling, loading, pulling, raking, cleaning barn, mixing feed, fertilizing, mowing, chopping, seeding, clearing, irrigating, furrowing, cultivating, hitching, digging, emergency tow, harrowing, hoisting, leading parades, excavating, grading. <sighs> Let's make it simple. This tractor does it all. So no matter what you're doing, can do comes in red. Farmall. Learn more at caseih.com slash farmall. Welcome back to Ag PhD Radio. I'm Brian Hefty, live in the Morton studio. Today we're talking a little about precision ag. And first on the show, we have Andy McNair with us. He's with Pentair. Hey, Andy, how you doing today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. All right, so we have a real generic topic today of precision agriculture. There are a lot of different ways you can go with that, especially when you're at Pentair with all the solutions that you have out there. But I guess... When I say precision ag, what's maybe the biggest thing that kind of stands out to you and maybe things you've been working on over the last couple of years there at Pentair? Well, we, we launched our uh, ProStop e-systems for individual nozzle control earlier this summer and really had a lot of positive response and interest from growers who wanted to add precision to their existing sprayer uh, and didn't really feel like they needed to invest in a, a new piece of equipment or, a, or an expensive new sprayer. So... Um, we've got two new products that are out there, uh, the ProStop E single nozzle body and also the ProStop E dual nozzle body for individual nozzle control. Okay. So individual nozzle control, um, is that something that could go on just about any sprayer? Does it matter? Let's say the brand or, or whatever you're working with there, is it pretty, or is it pretty universal? Well, um, in the last, well, several years ago, uh, the, the manufacturers aligned with uh, a, a common communication process called ISOBUS. And with that, we were able to release an ISOBUS system for individual nozzle control that would allow you to implement it on any brand of sprayer uh, as long as your sprayer is ISOBUS compliant. And I know that sounds complicated, but uh, really the key thing is finding this uh, common industry standard connector on your sprayer. And that's really where our system starts, and uh, that's where the cabling originates. 
Yeah, and I would agree with you. It has been frustrating in the past, and that's one of the reasons why some people are like, look, I just want to keep this simple, so I'm going to stay with this brand of equipment. Well, now we see a lot more people kind of mixing and matching, and that was one of the things that we had always done on our farm is mixed and matched, but then it was a struggle a little bit uh, to get everything to talk and, and work together and all that. So so anyway, that that's good. And you, you say you've gotten good response out of farmers from this. It doesn't surprise me at all because I just think about, well, even like on our farm, we've got a 120-foot spray boom now. I, I remember it wasn't all that long ago and we were dealing with a 45-foot spray boom. Well, we have contours and terraces and point rows. And I mean, it gets... It can get costly, not only in extra expense out there if you don't shut that nozzle off at the right time, but just in crop damage too. So what what do you think is the biggest benefit that there is to farmers? Well, you touched on a couple of them there. I mean, with your 120-foot spray boom and a standard, you know, seven-section machine, uh, you're going to be shutting off roughly 17 feet of, of your boom as you overlap or uh, as you come up to a boundary, you'll be turning off that large of a section. So uh, you could be over-applying and, and burning some of your crop in some cases. And, you know, with an individual nozzle control, now you're getting down to the precision of every nozzle turning off as you overlap or as you come up to a boundary. So you get down to 15 or 20 inches typically um, for controlling your on-off actuation of those nozzle bodies. Anything else when we talk about precision ag that stands out to you today, Andy? Well, just improving your your efficiency with the system too. You no longer have to to paint the the outside um, you know border of your field. You can go in there, you can drive, and the, the system is going to automatically turn on and off based on your boundaries. So if it makes more sense to go out there and um, drive through your water waterways rather than around them. The, the system is going to automatically actuate the nozzle bodies uh, at those boundaries. So just helping you to be more efficient with your operation and, and also decrease the amount of chemicals you use. Yeah, and one of the big things, too, that I like to bring up to farmers is just I, I realize everybody out there is trying to do a great job, but we really have to do a great job all the time and be careful with what we're spraying because if we do things wrong, it only takes a few of us doing things wrong and we got a lot of problems out there, more regulation and we look bad to the general public. So anyway, I just I think things like this where we can be more precise and more efficient are really going to play into the future of agriculture. Again, we've been talking with Andy McNair. He's with Pentair. Andy, thanks for the time today. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right, next on the show, we got Tony Wendler with us. He's with Farm Shop MFG. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm excellent, Brian. All right. Perfect day. <laughs> well, it's not so perfect here where I'm at. It's cold. It's been snowing a little bit today, so I'm already missing the nice fall days that we were having in September and October. But today we're talking about precision ag. What's the biggest thing that stands out to you when I throw out the words precision agriculture? Precision, I think about getting the seeds accurately into the furrow and then get those uh, seeds uh I guess I'm going to say in, encased in the soil, uh, put to bed so they uh, uh, germinate and emerge properly. Uh, the um, getting that furrow closed and uh, getting the the maximum uh, uh, germination emergence and the most even stand we can get. One of the so prop- those are the 
Yeah, one of the problems I see with that it, when I walk fields is there's in a lot of fields there's just tremendous variability, and especially in these last couple of years where it the rainfall has been hit and miss for a lot of people throughout my region of the country here. So you'll go to one area and it looks like everything closed well. Another area where it doesn't look like it closed very well at all. And then in some spots, literally, I'll see open furrow. And then people complain about, well, I just, I got a poor stand and there's something wrong with the seed. And I'm going, wait, wait, wait. I'm looking at an open furrow right here. We can only expect so much out of that seed. And it's, 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 uh, to some degree kind of sad because you think about all the expense that goes into fertilizer and seed and and just the equipment and everything else we do want to close that that uh, seed bed up right if we don't have great seed to soil contact there's no way that we're going to have the stands that we're looking for uh, you are exactly right one of the things i think about like this you've got this huge investment in a in a planter uh you know sixteen eighteen thousand dollars per row unit and the last thing you've you've done all the uh, the process of applying fertilizer, perhaps accurately putting your seed down. And the last process on that planter is you didn't close the furrow to take advantage of all the things your investment was doing for you. And uh, one of the things just needs to come down to. I like to look at it. Every field could be different. Yes. And you need to you need to get in there get a pass started, climb out of the seat, go back and look at what's going on in the soil conditions that are being presented to you on that day in that field. And uh, it may change what you're doing. You may uh, apply more down pressure to perhaps the row unit or perhaps to the closing wheel arm, or you might apply less, but uh, you need to get at that point and go back and make a decision on what you're doing because that that man in the uh, in that tractor seat uh, will have so much impact on it. And uh, you know, you'd like you talk. I talked to farmers all spring and into the summer about uh, conditions they experienced, and uh, you'll see a little bit of difference where you need a little little more down pressure, a little less down pressure, and it can make all the difference in the world for getting that uh, picket fence stand. I know you have I know you have the germinator closing wheels and this is one of the things I, I guess I wanted to ask you because like on our farm, some years were super wet and other years were super dry. And we do have some crazy heavy soil along with some really light soil. So we just have so much variability in this ground. We farm right near the Big Sioux River, right near the borders of Iowa and Minnesota. And it's just variable soil. So I get our guys using different things over the years and, and they'll say, well, this year we're great. Well, oh, wait a second. Now this next year, it doesn't work good at all. And then we have to switch. It's constant switching. So, I, I, I mean, how, how does it work when you have those very conditions well one of this is uh this is a testimonial from a uh, individual over in uh, illinois from a couple of years ago who just like the conditions you're talking he farms uh fields by a river where he's down in light sandy soil on one end and then he'll come up on uh, some heavy black soil further down the field that's holding more moisture and uh the uh the effect on our spikes of of closing breaking off that sidewall for his heavier soils and then the other, when we got down to the lighter, now I look at our inner hey, shoulder. Hey, hey as, Tony, sorry, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. I, I, I apologize. I didn't give you enough time to answer that. Hang on for us just a second through the break. We'll be right back. Okay. It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in. And Corteva AgriScience gets that. 
Introducing Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us. C&B, your local John Deere dealer, is here to help you get in the field and keep you going all season long. Turn to C&B for all your equipment needs. Stop into your local C&B or visit DeerEquipment.com. Get an extra semi-load out of your grain bin. The end zone from Farm Shop MFG can increase your stored beans moisture from 10 to 13%. On a 20,000 bushel bin, that's a free extra semi-load. Visit FarmShopMFG.com for more. If you understood everything on a soil test and could make your own fertility plan, you think you could cut your farm's fertilizer expenses? Maybe you could increase your yields. Why not both? I'm Darren Hefty. We want to empower you to make your own fertility decisions. That's why we're devoting two full days to our Ag PhD Soils Clinic this year, January 10th and 11th at the Morton Center on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. This could be the two most important days you spend in your farming career, and it's free. So register now at agphd.com. Looking for post-harvest weed control this fall? New Farm brings you Panther SC, an animal when it comes to speed of control and long residual on a broad spectrum of tough broadleaf weeds like mare's tail, palmer amaranth, and water hemp. And did we mention convenience? Panther SC works for post-harvest, pre-plant, and pre-emerge treatments from harvest to canopy. New Farm and Panther SC. Go to newfarm.com forward slash US crop to learn more. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Farmers come to Commodity Classic from every state and beyond. I'm a farmer from Lexington, Tennessee. Brackenridge, Michigan. Michigan. Finley, North Dakota. We're farmers, farmers from, from Elverson, Pennsylvania. Cope, Colorado. Northeast Arkansas. I'm a teacher from Glenview, Illinois. We are corn and soybean farmers from Allegan, Michigan, and we want to see you at Commodity Classic. Join us in Orlando as we're preparing for the next generation, March 9th through 11th, 2023. Learn more at commodityclassic.com. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. I'm Brian Hefty. We're broadcasting from the Morton studio today. Right before the break, we're talking with Tony Wendler with Farm Shop MFG. Tony, I apologize for that. Uh, no, normally, I'm sitting in the studio with Darren, and I'm kind of paying attention to the clock and everything else that's going on. Well, we just got talking, and I'm like, oh, no, I didn't give Tony enough time before our commercial break. So anyway, uh, we were talking, I had just basically asked the question, variable conditions and like the germinator closing wheel, how is that going to work? And do you have to make some adjustment or anything else when you go from the wet and super heavy soil to sand? Or I, I mean, just talk to us a little about that real quick. Well, the, uh, let, me, let me finish with the going across one path in the field, how you can have variable in the field, and I'll come back in general then. Uh, the, um, with uh, Nate in Petersburg, Illinois, uh, had come back to me a couple of years ago after he had at first tried ours, and he talked about, just like you, where he's got fields up against the river, uh, 
and then heavy black soil as he goes up the grade away from the river. And uh, he said his problem in the past, whenever he used a spike wheel, is over-penetrate in the lighter soil, the sandier soil, or he would set it such it wouldn't close in the heavier soil. And one of the things about our germinator, first of all, our inner shoulder, he uh, would call it a depth band. And he said that depth band is the best thing I've ever seen on a closing wheel. He said when it gets in the light soils, that depth band prevented from over-penetrating, but in the heavier soil still did the action to uh, uh, push the soil together and uh, close that furrow and give the seed soil contact. Now, again, what he calls the depth band is our inner shoulder the um, that we're using for firming the seed, but it it does have that advantage because of the uh, the amount of flat metal coming across through the valley of the spikes and across that shoulder. It generates a lot of float, and uh, it it works like that. Now, when you talk about going from field to field, typically I find my planter. I'm in the second notch. The uh, occasionally I might be in the first. Uh, and in some conditions, I'll find myself in the third. It's really you got to get out of that seat and look. So if you've got a field in general, you're going to uh, take a look at it. When I'm in my fields, hey, no field is perfect. At least I don't have any. I guess I can see some, some fields look at it like that could be the same from one end to the other. But uh, when I'm out, I'll look at, I'll start out with what the soil type and the soil conditions are in general they'll be planting. And then I'll go over where it might be up over a hill where it's a little thinner and climb out of the seat again, take a look, make sure I'm still doing the job so I don't come back in uh, a couple of weeks and kind of one of those, darn, I wish I'd have gotten out of the seat and looked at this a little differently and uh, perhaps changed the setting. So it, it's still, there's, there's a lot to the man in the, in the tractor seat. Or woman. Absolutely. Four moments. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. We've been talking with Tony Wendler. You can check out what he does at Farm Shop MFG. Uh, Tony, thanks a lot for being on the show. As always, we really appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. You have a great day. You too. All right. Next on, we got Casey Mack. He is the Case IH AFS Marketing Manager. Casey, how are things going for you today? Going well. How's everything going for you guys? Uh, well, fantastic, especially because we get to talk about precision agriculture. It's one of our favorite things. Uh, now, we've run a lot of Case IH equipment in the past, and I, I know some of the, the newest technology you've got is this AFS Connect. So can you talk to us about what the, the AFS is exactly and how that works? Sure, sure. Um, AFS Connect, basically, uh, I like to think of it as a a centralized control center that I can streamline all of my critical farm data, my connected machine data, and my agronomic data to my computer or my mobile device if I'm out on the go, um, right at my fingertips. Uh, And it's near real-time data coming through um, to help better make decisions um, real-time out in the field. Yeah, for someone like me who ends up being in the office a lot more than out in any field, uh, I, I just I find it helpful to know what our people are doing. And one of the things I guess that I've found kind of interesting is 
just downtime and what's going on with that equipment. So what what is that monitoring like and how does that work exactly? Because in terms of machine health, we want to keep the machine running. Is there somebody at Case IH then that will get alerts or just how does it work if something is actually starting to break down in our equipment that we're running in the field? Sure, sure. So with Case IH, uh, we take a position where all your data is your data. Um, so basically, when you sign up for an AFS Connect account, you can enable um, your local dealer to see your your fleet data, um, not your agronomic data, but your fleet data. So yeah. they can monitor and be alerted um, of critical uh, alerts and faults going off within a machine and um, then be able to troubleshoot that machine from the dealership before actually heading to the field. That way, probably saving multiple trips for different parts, filters, things of that need um, that they may be able to troubleshoot right there. They may be able to uh, troubleshoot it and give you a call and say, hey, we're, we're seeing this um, come across and, uh, you know, you may need, uh, when you park that thing tonight, switch the fuel filters or do some things like that that might save you some downtime during the next day. Um, so all those little things um, can be monitored by the dealership, um, but that's, that's strictly at the producer's control of what they want them to see. Yeah, good point. And I, I think one of the things that could be an advantage there, too, is it, it always seemed like when we were growing up on the farm, uh, or even here in the last few years, the breakdowns, they never seem to come between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. It's always on the weekend or at night or something else. So if we can get tipped off just a little bit earlier, boy, that really helps. And maybe we have that extra part on hand or something else. So there's one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, and that's the AFS soil command and soil prescriptions. Because I, 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 being able to change, like with tillage equipment running across the field, we have such variable soils that I've always thought it would be nice to adjust things as they went, but we were never really able to do that. So talk to us about AFS Soil Command real quick. Sure, sure. Um, AFS Soil Command is, is integrated basically through the machine, um, your tillage machine into the tractor. So the tractor has control over it. And just typically like you would like a variable rate seeding or fertilizer um, application, you can adjust that machine on the fly um, with a prescription. So um, as you build a prescription, whether that be per soil type that you want to, to build that prescription, or maybe even if you know you're running uh, control traffic patterns, uh, things of that nature, if you, you see things like that that you want to be able to set that machine a little bit differently on the fly going through the field, uh, we can develop those prescriptions, send them to the tractor, and the tractor will actually control that tillage piece according to your your prescription that you've built. So some of these guys that, that may have uh, some residue management concerns and some lighter soils, uh, but yeah, have some heavier bottoms. They might be able to, uh, you know, shallow up or put a little bit more basket pressure um, on the lighter soil condition things to pin some more trash, help with erosion and, and things like that through the winter months. Yeah, that's as you were saying that, I was literally just thinking about a field I've got a half a mile away from here where it's the sandiest piece that we've got. 
on about 10 acres, and a bunch of the rest of it is some of the heaviest. <laughs> and that's always been such a challenge for us. But now we can put prescription maps, not just for fertilizer, but even for tillage out there. We've been talking with Casey Mack. He's with Case IH, their AFS marketing manager. Casey, appreciate having you on the show. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. You bet. All right, so again, today we're talking about precision agriculture. We'll discuss that just a little bit more after this break, and then we will get back to the Ag PhD mailbag. If you've got a question for us, you can send us an email, radio at agphd.com, or you can give us a call, 844-44-AG-PHD. That's 844-442-4743. Stay tuned. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at headsupst.com. How can natural products help you raise bigger and better crops? I'm Darren Hefty and in recent years, natural products have exploded onto the market, claiming to improve soil health and plant development. There's a lot to sort through. That's why we're devoting a full day to our Ag PhD Naturals Workshop. It's Thursday, January 12th at the Morton Center near Baltic, South Dakota. Our research team has spent years testing hundreds of natural products and we wanna share with you what we've learned. For more about this free event, go to agphd.com. Are you combining around weed patches, waiting for weeds to dry down, or tired of spring burndown failures? Save time, nutrients, and moisture by including a Valor herbicide brand in your fall burndown program. Valor provides excellent residual control of tough weeds, including kochia, mare's tail, prickly lettuce, dandelion, plus suppression of bromes. Proactive, effective weed resistance management starts in the fall. Get a clean start for your next season with Valor Herbicide Brands. Always read and follow label directions. You can count on AgroLiquid for precision crop nutrition. When you don't get all your potash down in the fall, when weather or market prices change your management strategy, or when you want to balance your fertilizer program with micronutrients, AgroLiquid is ready with the products and application flexibility you want for in-season crop nutrition and the research-proven results you need. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Get the most out of every acre of your farm by attending Ag PhD's workshops and clinics this winter. I'm Darren Hefty. My brother Brian and I are hosting several free workshops throughout January and February with seven full days of events on the docket, including agronomy workshops in corn, soybeans, and wheat, a tiling clinic, two days dedicated to soils, plus a whole day devoted to natural and biological products. We have a lot of great information that we can't wait to share. And best of all, these events are free. Register today at agphd.com. Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. Pentair Hypro Ultra Low Drift Nozzles are your ideal choice for the Enlist E3 herbicide system. With coverage comparable to flat fans and with 90% less drift, ULD nozzles meet all required standards for Enlist applications and provide optimal performance of contact herbicides. Learn more at pentair.com slash hypro. 
Thanks for listening today to Ag PhD Radio. I'm Brian Hefty, live in the Morton studio. We're talking precision ag on our show. If you've got a question or really if there's anything you want to talk about that's happening on your farm, our number here is 844-44-AG-PHD, or you can send us an email, radio at agphd.com. So next on the show, we have Robin Starkenberg. She is with TopCon as the Ag Content Manager. Hi, Robin. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Brian. All right. So we're talking precision agriculture at TopCon. That's just about all you do, isn't it, is precision agriculture? (laughs) That is what we are all about. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So what are the biggest things right now that you're talking to farmers about when it comes to precision ag? I think, you know, Brian, one of the things that we talk about um, the most is what we know, right? That precision ag absolutely improves sustainability. It helps from both profitability standpoint as well as an environmental standpoint. We also know that, you know, it increases engagement in the industry, attracting young people who may have not had an interest on the farm. And it can also extend a person's capabilities to stay on the farm. It may give you know, that farmer who's having a hard time getting in and out of the cab, the opportunity to mirror his console onto his phone and adjust the sprayer from there and not have to get in and out so much. It may mean that he doesn't have to check. uh, The guy driving the, the grain cart isn't checking to see if the scale is turned off or on because those things are automated. So I think it just allows a lot of opportunity to improve your operation, uh, both from a profitable standpoint and environmental standpoint, but also from an inclusive opportunity. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. South Dakota State University, where I went to school, they were the first university in the country to have a precision ag major, built a whole new precision ag building and everything. It's just, it's awesome seeing all that because that is where a lot of young people aren't just entering in, you know, and I just remember talking to farmers over the years about, I want to get my kids in, whatever, but I don't know what they're going to do. And it's just basically repeating what dad did. Well, now there there are a lot of people who are like, I desperately want my kids to come in so they can take over all this precision ag kind of stuff. They love computers and they're good at that. They work with that every day. And a lot of us in the older generation uh, maybe didn't have so much experience with all that. So, no, I, I agree. That's really, really important. So what else, Robin? What else, what else do you want to talk with us about today? Well, I think the other piece is to remember that precision ag can be modular right? You don't have to have the newest or greatest equipment all at once. You don't have to buy the big fancy tractor. You can get one piece at a time and improve your operation incrementally. Nearly every tractor or combine out there can have guidance added to it. And you can, it's easy, you know, to upgrade a scale head. So I think there's a lot of opportunities, you know, from that standpoint to think that, You don't have to do it all, right? You can start small and build on it from there. So as far as that goes, linking any of these things together, do you have a lot of people, I assume, that are trying to do that, working with you at TopCon then as they add the one piece and then the next piece and then linking those things together eventually, right? Absolutely. And that's one of the exciting parts, I think, about our uh, data management platform that uh, TAP, you know, TopCon's agricultural platform, it doesn't matter if you've added old equipment or new equipment, if it's red equipment, if it's green equipment, you can then see all of your data, all of this information that you're collecting in this process 
in one spot. And it doesn't matter who or where it's from. It can all go in there, and you can read it all at one, one, oper- one spot. It's easy. <laughs> all right. We've been talking with Robin Starkenberg. She's with TopCon. We've done a lot of work with TopCon here, especially over the last couple of years. Appreciate what, uh, what everybody does over there. And, Robin, thanks a lot for being on the show. This was, uh, this was really good. I appreciate the time. Thank you. You bet. All right. Next on we have... Sawyer Hansen. He's with CNB Equipment, based right here in South Dakota. Hi, Sawyer. How are things going for you today? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing today, Brian? Excellent. All right, so we're talking about this precision ag topic today. It's a really big topic, and you could go just about any direction because I know with CNB you do a lot of different things. So what are maybe the, the top one or two things you are talking to farmers about when it comes to precision ag right now? Yeah, so uh, this time of year, uh, post-harvest here, uh, right away there's quite a few calls coming in about uh, helping growers getting um, getting their rate controllers all set up and, uh, and tuned in for their operation. Uh, since this recent cold spell here in South Dakota, we've had a lot more customers working in their operation center, uh, working on their data management systems as well. So um, we've seen... Uh, We've got uh, got a handful of guys that are working on reporting their yields for the year, as well as uh, you know looking forward to next year uh, with whether that be fertilizer prescriptions or uh, with strip till they're creating auto path lines, uh, working on everything to uh, to make next year easier for them. Yeah, uh, that's what we're all looking for. I think is making farming a little bit easier. <laughs> So uh, when, when you talk, I want to come back to, you mentioned the operations center. So what, what are farmers trying to do with that that's helping them, especially moving forward? Do you have any uh, interesting stories you've run across now this fall? Yeah, so uh, within operations center, um, we're working with customers to help clean up their client farm and field setup. Uh, this, can, uh, this can help help in reporting acres as it's going. Uh, also, Within Operation Center, you can create a setup file that can be sent to uh, to any machine. And with that setup file, then it makes the hectic times a year uh, makes those simpler. Um, a setup file sent directly to your uh, your Gen 4 display or your 2630. Then when you get into the field in the spring or this fall, you're able to just easily select your client farm and field. And from there, your prescriptions will be automatically available for you. Hey, I got a question for you. When you when you talk about that, and now it's it's kind of starting to get in kind of deep, where, oh, we're going to clean this stuff up, get stuff ready to send to any machine. We, we were talking a little bit earlier about data privacy and, and farmers having, basically owning their data and things like that. But I assume that most farmers are kind of like me, where I don't mind sharing stuff, and I'm looking to improve as much as I can, so I want to work with an expert. Do you have most farmers you're working with, or, or just give me a percentage of how many guys are super protective of, I don't want anybody to see this, versus the other end where they say, um, you know what? But I just I, I got to work with somebody who's dealing with precision ag every day. That's you. Here's my data. Help me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the beauty of John Deere's operation center is that um, when you do create a partnership with, say, your CNB dealer, uh, you're able to set permission levels. So you know maybe we've got a handful of customers that just want us to be able to view their equipment, and uh, if if they call in with an issue, we can 
remote display into their display unit there, and mm-hmm. we can actually walk them through the, the buttons that they're needing. Yep. Uh, but then there's also some of those customers, like you were mentioning, that uh, that really want us to be more hands-on. Yeah. And for that reason, uh, we also do offer data management packages for customers as well. Um, and I, I know we've got a pretty good uptick in that, and uh, we're definitely definitely uh, customers are happy with with that, and uh, it's able to help streamline their operation in season there. All right. So, which group is more? Is it more people that want to give you everything and say help me, or the other side that are they want to keep it to themselves? Definitely, definitely more that uh, that want us to help them as much yeah. as possible. Yep, that's kind of what I figured because I hear a lot about this, you know, all the data privacy things, and I'm like, I, I you, you can certainly do that, but I, I, I'm just, I'm always looking for experts and people who can help me get further ahead on the farm, and that's one of the biggest areas I see that it changes so much from year to year. It's hard to keep up on that unless you're working with it every single day. All right, well, we've been talking with Sawyer Hansen. He's with uh, CNB Equipment. Sawyer, thanks for the time today. Really appreciate having you on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You bet. All right, well, again, we've been talking about precision ag today. It's That is a really big topic. So, I mean, a lot of directions we could go with that, but we talked about everything from spray nozzles to closing wheels, uh, just even sharing data, uh, how to operate some of this equipment. So uh, lots, lots to discuss with Precision Ag. But next, we're going to get back to the Ag PhD mailbag where we answer your questions. Stay tuned. Go long for season-long foliar disease protection that starts at plant. Only Zyway brand fungicides from FMC provide season-long foliar disease protection from the start. Active ingredient flutriafol moves through your corn plants as they grow for inside-out protection from roots to tassel. Growers and retailers are sharing their Zyway brand fungicide success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. At Corteva AgriScience, we want to keep farms healthy and productive, today and tomorrow. That's why we're investing in a robust pipeline of naturally derived biologicals. Meet Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer. It's a sustainable nitrogen fixation product that facilitates crop growth and optimizes yield potential. With the fluctuation in fertilizer prices, Utricia N is a reliable solution. It can be used alongside your traditional nitrogen program to enhance your ROI this year. For more information, visit Corteva.us. If you understood everything on a soil test and could make your own fertility plan, do you think you could cut your farm's fertilizer expenses? Maybe you could increase your yields. Why not both? I'm Darren Hefty. We want to empower you to make your own fertility decisions. That's why we're devoting two full days to our Ag PhD Soils Clinic this year, January 10th and 11th at the Morton Center on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. This could be the two most important days you spend in your farming career, and it's free. So register now at agphd.com. In his last will and testament, Robert has bequeathed to his only heir and devoted caretaker one-third of his house, a third of his truck, and a third of his beloved dog, Mr. Bo here. Uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm a little confused. Don't settle for a fraction of what you deserve, especially at harvest. Yield your best with Veltima fungicide's proven plant health benefits and revolutionary application flexibility. One-third of a dog. Right. Get everything you deserve with Veltima fungicide. From BASF, always read and follow label directions. The value of your farm building is in its ability to protect what's stored inside. 
That's why Morton Buildings ensures that every machine storage and insulated workshop we build will provide superior strength and durability. As a 100% employee-owned company, we're all committed to being the industry leader with a focus on innovation, service, quality, and most importantly, customer satisfaction. To get started on your next project, please visit mortonbuildings.com. This is Stormy Fields with your weather forecast. Today calls for a high of 68 degrees with sunny skies and not a cloud in sight. Planting windows can close fast, so when you need both speed and accuracy, choose John Deere. Our exact emerge planters and precision ag technologies give you precise seed placement for uniform emergence and the efficiency you need to gain ground. See what you have to gain at johndeere.com slash gain ground. Welcome back to Ag PhD Radio. I'm Brian Hefty. Live in the Morton studio, we're getting back into the Ag PhD mailbag. If you've got a question for us, you can email us, radio at agphd.com, or you can call in 844-44-AG-PHD. Next question comes from Angie. She says, uh, hi guys, I'm reaching out to you to ask for some advice. We are beef uh, slash cash crop farmers in southwest Wisconsin, and my dad's a big fan of your show. Well, uh, Angie, appreciate that. You can tell him thanks for that. Uh, anyway, she says here, our son is 16 and a junior in high school, and he was pretty interested in attending the uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison Ag Short Course Program, which both of his grandpas attended quite a few years ago. But the UW system turned this program virtual after COVID, so he's not really interested in attending a virtual college ag program. So anyway, I'm asking you to reach, or I'm asking you if you would like to, uh, if you could recommend any other college ag programs in the Midwest. Uh, our son is not interested in a four-year program uh, like we, like many of the universities have. He's more interested in like a shorter, scaled-down version unless you would recommend a four, highly recommend a four-year program. Anyway, she says, uh, we currently farm about 1,200 acres, corn, soybeans, oats, and alfalfa, and our son is interested in being the next generation to farm this land. Any advice or suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Well, Angie, let me first say, when I went to college, and I went to South Dakota State University, which was awesome, and I, I highly recommend going to college. It's a fun time in life. But here's what my dad told me day one when I went to college. He said, all right, you're going to college now. Don't think when you get done with this after four years, you're going to know much. He said, you're going here to learn how to learn. Whatever it is you do, whether you come back to the farm or do something else, you're going to have to learn whatever that, that trade is. So do well in college. I mean, I, I want you to go to college, and this is all great, but just understand you are here to learn how to learn. Um. I have had lots of friends that have not gone to college, and they've done well. I've had many that have gone to two years, some that have gone to four years, some that have gone for a, a lot longer than that. And I don't think ultimately that is the one factor that's going to lead to success or failure. But I do think that whatever you choose, you have to continue to be a lifelong learner and dedicate yourself to improvement all the time. So however that looks, I, I mean, I, I just say that's my one big piece of advice. 
I do encourage people to go to college because I, I, I think it's good just to get off the farm for a little bit. I think it's good to interact with more people that are your age. And you always, you learn some things. And it's just, it's, it's some interesting life lessons that you're not going to pick up just staying with mom and dad on the farm. Uh, but whether that's two years or four years or whatever, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess... I'll, I'll tell you the same thing that my dad did. I can't say that there's any ag college where I just go, oh, man, if you don't go here, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's There are many that are great now. I, South Dakota State's awesome. Iowa State's awesome. Purdue. And I'm sure many of the places in Wisconsin are very good as well. So I really don't think that's, that's that big a deal. But I, I would say whenever you, whenever he gets out, two years from now, four years from now, whatever, I, I just encourage him, just continue to go to seminars and workshops and classes. And the other big thing is just keep talking to farmers and agronomists and try to learn as much as you can learn as you go. And then try different things on your own farm. Some of our best experience over the years has just simply been, quite frankly, failures on our own farm but we try to have the failures be small and try to we try many things out on a small scale so we learn and that's often the best teacher as well all right uh let's see here next one is from michael he says uh hi brian and darren i'm looking for a good ag software to import soil data for variable rate applications do you have any recommendations well We've been using the AgPhD Soils app for a number of years. We've also used a lot of other things, though. Um, so almost every equipment manufacturer will have some type of system that you can work with. And we continue to experiment with new and different things that are coming out. So I, I can't say that I have any one thing where I go, oh, you have to do this. But our AgPhD Soils app has been really good, and I've liked using that the, the variable rate information, and then just transferring it over to our equipment. And there we go. All right, next question here is from Joel. He says, hi, guys, I farm in western South Dakota on sandy ground with irrigation and, and uh, pivots. Anyway, he says, we're making a switch to no-till corn as much as possible. We plant a mix of conventional and glyphosate-tolerant corn. Now, our program has been to use uh, a product, he, he says, is Vilify, and what that is if you, if you look at name brand equivalents, it'd be a combination of dual, callisto, and atrazine. Okay, so you got a group 15 and HPPD and atrazine. Anyway, he says they use that along with glyphosate before um, or at planting, and it's provided good control until the first two weeks of June. We've been using Impact, that's another HPPD, by the way, Impact as a post spray, but the last two years we've not had as good a control as we would like. Our problem weed is velvet leaf. Now, the two problems... Uh, we have are not having any residual control, and we try to plant winter rye on a quarter of our corn acres each year for silage, and then plant a sorghum or millet crop. Now, we don't do a true cover crop as we haven't figured out how to plant one at the proper time for it to grow and do its job. We're a feedlot, so all we grow is corn, hay, and cereal grains for forage. Would you have any recommendation for products? Well, Joel, I would say my first concern is that you're doing an HPPD pre and an HPPD post. So not only am I worried about carryover, but I'm also worried about weed resistance. So I would mix that up. And especially when you're talking velvet leaf, um, 
HPPDs are normally good, so to me that's a little bit concerning. But here would be my recommendation. Instead of this, this product you're using that's that combination of dual callistoatrazine, I'd switch over to something like TripleFlex or SureStart. What that's got in it is another group 15. It'll be harness or surpass, so it's very, very similar to dual. Uh, but then you've got Stinger in there, and the big thing, Python. There's Python in there, and that is amazing on Velvet Leaf. So your Velvet Leaf problem will pretty much be gone once you once you use the Triple Flex or Sure Start, and you're going to spend similar money, maybe even just a little bit less than what you're spending right now. Then post emerge, what I would do is I would continue to come with an HPPD, whether you want to use a Callisto or Impact or something like that, and I throw a little atrazine with it. So basically. You're going to get just about the same thing you've been doing before, only instead of a second pass of HPPD, I'm getting a, a stinger and a, and a python out there, and then you'll have better control on that velvet leaf, and it will last for quite a while. So anyway, that would be my recommendation for you. All right, uh, let's see. Next question here is from Sam, who says, We recently lost several cows to poison hemlock that we did not know was growing in our in our grass pasture we recently purchased. I've used 2,4-D and crossbow along with a, a sticker uh, and or adjuvant. Uh, this mix kills it for a while, but with no residual in those products and a long plant tap roots, uh, the, the plants come back quickly. Uh, is there a residual product we can be using to start controlling it longer term? From what I've read on hemlock, it's a biennial weed, which it is. Uh, so I'm planning on making several applications a year to keep this under control. We're in central Indiana on clay soils. So Sam, I would just say, uh, first of all, we feel for you that really it's, it's too bad that you lost some cows. Um, this particular weed isn't just a nuisance. It, it, it is dangerous. It also likes moist soils. So when you're from Indiana and you have twice the rainfall we do, you know, you're going to have more moist soils than we do. And that's part of the reason why we don't typically over in our geography have this issue with poison hemlock. So you are going to have to stay after it. One of the things that, uh, that we would talk to you about would be Duracor, um, uh, or TerraView, that's like Milestone and Rinsecore. Uh, there's also Metsulfuron that has some activity. So in other words, if you were using, let's say, a Grazon Next, uh, or even a chaparral or something like that, that would that would hopefully help you a little bit longer term. But then it's kind of like for those of us who, who are raising a lot of crops, we just have to continue scouting. If we see anything, we got to go hit it and got to hit it early. So I'm guessing that this is hopefully just in areas in your in your pasture. And so that's where I would be scouting uh, on a regular basis just to make sure this stuff isn't coming back. But yeah, if you if you get after it and you stay after it for the next few years, hopefully that problem's going to go away for you moving forward. All right, before we go, I guess I just wanted to say thanks to my sister Janelle. She was producing the show for us today here. Uh, thanks to everybody also who called into the show. We really appreciate that. And uh, thanks to all who wrote in with questions. Um, I, I, I love answering all the agronomy questions, and I do apologize. We can't get to all of them every day, but tomorrow I'm hoping we'll get to spend a little more time in the Ag PhD mailbag. Well, thanks for listening, and be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.